What's good? Thanks for joining me, Johan Francis CSDS. This right here is Ego Killer. Inside the gym flow for what you got to do on the outside in life when you're living your life. When you're grinding, when you're getting better, when you're putting your chest out, chin up, taking on all challenges like waves of baddies coming at you at the final level of your favorite video game, even if you don't game. We've all touched or seen an Atari, I assume. I hope this one finds you doing good. And I hope that you have come a little bit closer to accomplishing those goals. Take a minute, skim through your notebook, see what it is and how far you have come. That's the best thing at the end of the day when we're counting our W's, right? When we're counting our V's, our victories. It's at night, you're about to go to bed, you've accomplished for the day, or maybe you fell short of your goals, but what you are going to do, and this is a great habit for you guys to start rolling into your life is counting your W's. No one's going to count them for you. This is something I learned many moons ago, many years ago when I was, you know, kind of starting my restarting my businesses is count the W's. This is something that I started to ask people to do. And I realized I got a lot of quizzical looks back at me when I would say that because it's like, wait, I think it's maybe baked into our society not to count the W's, right? It's almost egotistical. It's almost conceited for us to be like, yeah, I did that shit today and it was great. Like we almost don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Or we want to have someone else do it for us. No, 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 no. Count your own W's because it's ingrained in our society not to for whatever reason. Count your own W's. No one else is going to do it. Why do we do it? Why? Because it builds up. It builds up a track record of winning, a track record of victories that we actually need. For whatever reason, it's easy, not just in human nature, to look back and see all of the L's. All of those losses stack up a lot easier and they're a lot more visible. They're a lot more momentous. They leave a greater dent and a greater impact in our daily life. 150%. 150%. And so you have to count up all those W's, not just to counteract whatever visible and acceptable L's that go on inside of our society, but we want to make sure that we're progressing. And that's the easiest way to tell that we are progressing in a lot of ways. Although I will hand it out. I think, you know, for a lot of, and I'm only going to touch on this really quickly, a lot of like our, our, our wokishness in recent society has um, availed to us. What it has at very minimum availed to a lot of us is that it's okay and very acceptable to count a lot of victories. And so, that is a good thing, right? It is a good thing to um, to make it so that our self-expression, no matter what that self-expression might lead to at its most spear point, is in part and parcel, in practice, a result of us counting Ws. And I think that that's super important, right? It's super important to do that inside the gym, which is why whenever you guys are inside this place, I'm writing down what you just did. I'm keeping a mental note of what you just did, right? When I train myself, I know I have coaches counting up what I did literally in the nominal form numerically inside of a, 
a notebook inside of a tablet somewhere in the cloud, right? Counting how many reps you did inside of one minute, two minutes, five minutes, because those are your L. Or those, excuse me, those are your W's, not your L's. Getting my letters mixed up. Those are your victories. That's something that you can look at and achieve next time, right? If you ever came to my gym, most of you maybe won't, but just know this, that there is literally a binder, a thick-ass two-and-a-half-inch binder filled with pages, stuffed with pages. I mean, that thing is, oh, man, it's got years of people's um, uh, benchmarks inside of that thing. It's like a tablet. Like, it, this is one of the, this is like a written record. You have to, I have to pry this thing open. You know what I mean? And then pages fly out and all this. And I could look back for years at all of the accomplishments people have. And this is just a way for me and whoever I train to track progress. It's a very good thing. Inside the gym, this is important for us to count Ws. It's important for us to build good habits. And today, what we're going to talk about in terms of habits and habit forming is, well, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. I got a whopper today. All right. I got a whopper, a whopper for you today, which for me, when I say the word whopper, it brings to mind like Burger King, but apparently it means like a giant fish, a big accomplishment. I have a whopper today. We're going to go deep. All right. We're going to go deep. We're going to talk about the nature of addiction. Now, listen, if you're not somebody that is addicted and you don't call yourself an addictive personality type, you don't have the addictive personality trait, some of which is genetic, some of which is nature and nurture, both, right? Genetic, nature. This still applies, especially if you're out here doing your thing, getting with it inside the gym, especially if you're someone that plans how they're going to eat throughout the day because you've already taken part. If you're someone that meal plans and meal preps and packs away your food, you've already taken part in the beautiful side of a positive habit change, which is close to addiction. We have kind of a negative sense of what an addiction is. Addiction is bad habits. Addiction is good habits with the bad shaved away, right? Addiction, habit, almost interchangeable, almost interchangeable. In fact, when we say that somebody, like if you're not an addictive person, right? And you're listening to this, you think of addicts as having a you problem, right? Like, oh, that's a you problem over there. That addiction that you have, right? That, what do you call addictions? They're a preoccupation. You got a preoccupation with, uh, but like if you're really geeky, it's kind of like being a geek versus a nerd, right? If you're a nerd, you're an addict. If you're a geek, you're a habit former. And what I mean is this. And and geeks and nerds might look at each other and be like, that's a you problem, nerd, because you have all of the bad traits of being preoccupied with something. Whereas if you're habit forming, like you're inside the gym, you have all of the positive traits. <laughs> but here's the thing. Over the years, I've met so many f- beautiful, like you guys, you're great. I met a lot of you and some of you are friggin' addicts. And you just haven't found the thing to be obsessed or preoccupied with, except for fitness. And that's a good thing. And a lot of you are ex-substance abusers also who find their way into fitness. And why is fitness so cleansing for the habit 
forming or the habit kicking amongst us because it is so much of it is very adjacent or or transposed with the nature of addiction. And this is a good place, the gym, the dojo, right? The 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 study. Anywhere where you're getting active and physical, it's a good place to kind of replace shit habits with good ones to take addiction and make it positive, right? Good habits are the positive reinforced addictions with all the bad shit kind of skimmed off, right? It's like a broth. You're making a chicken stock at home with the bones, all right? If you haven't done this, this is actually like a very good practice, and it's pretty easy to do. It's just time-consuming as hell. You take your chicken bones, you you soak them in cold water, and then the next thing that you're going to have to do, and one of the things that you have to constantly do over the next two days, because you got to be committed, at least in part, You're going to skim this. You're going to skim this shit of all the impurities and all the fats that come off of the chicken, all the little pieces of marrow and bone and all this. It's going to be skimmed away until there's nothing there but clear, delicious stock. And, of course, you got to season it, right? That's kind of like addictions. Habits form from these. If If you're making good habits, you're like that stock skimmed of all its you know, undesirables. And that's a good habit, right? And so we associate coming to the gym with all that good stuff. While addiction is all the things. Think about someone that you know that's been really addicted to something, even if it's something semi-benign, even though cigarettes aren't, as cigarettes. Or maybe people vape now, right? Think of someone that's using that vape maybe a little bit too much and you feel like you need to quit it. Is this is this conflated enough? Like, is this like are all the lines blurred enough for you guys on some like Robin Thicke type thing right now? Like, all the lines are blurred. Addiction, habit, interchangeability. Why are there so many like fitness minded people inside the gym? You ever know someone that was really trying to pull through and get through the thing and the throes of any type of addiction that they had? Didn't they start running? They started running like tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like I'm gonna stop doing this. Today, I'm going to start running tomorrow. It wasn't I'm going to stop, you know, vaping. I'm vaping too much. I'm smoking too much weed. Too much. I'm doing too much. You know, maybe you're like you're addicted to your job and you can't stop working and you decide to quit. You don't take up chess, right? You start running. (laughs) You start walking. You start engaging in something physical, maybe with your hands, right? All of these little, like, get into the crevices of that gray matter with help you build new positive habits. And if it is kind of a physical substance abuse thing, it always helps. So let's investigate why. So for the first, let me go through these reasons real quick. So there's three reasons that, that I've come up with. And if you look at the nature of addiction, apparently there's cycles, Addiction is a cycle. Of course it is, right? Of course it's a cycle, but it is literally being able to be broken down into phases, which are cyclical and non-circuitous, which lead the person back into substance abuse or over-tolerance or preoccupation with something. Number one is like this, all right? Let's break it down real quick. Okay. And look, I'm going to attach this to one thing. I want you guys, by the way, I want you guys to think twice when you start giving up a 
substance, like a food or a habit, or you start adding a habit to your life. That's just one thing. All right. This is why it's because so like if you start at like I'm just going to start hill running only like everything else is the same in your life and you start adding just hill running something kind of not benign something kind of challenging only doing that to me always makes me wince a little bit. I'm like that's intense or if you start doing the thing where like I'm only going to cut out brown liquor. Like just quit. I just I go. I was. Uh, I'm like. Uh, let's think about why. Why do you think that corn <laughs> is the worst thing in the world for you? Whenever I hear those wholesale, I'm gonna quit that, or I'm gonna start adding this. Like I told you, I had that guy that I met, Alex. Or I haven't told you. I don't. I don't anyway, there's this guy that I met, Alex. He was a power lifter many years ago, and he was just adding in like you know 900 calorie meals grand slam breakfasts because he was starting to power lift always cringe when i hear that stuff always cringe as delicious as a grand slam breakfast might be two of them in one day multiple times that is a non-sustainable that is a non-sustainable habit and a straight up borderline type addiction like what are we getting into here you know what i mean and when i hear you guys are doing more of one thing or less of one thing all the time, I always wince, even if it's like something seemingly positive. Again, conflated enough for you, right? Is this a you problem? Why? Because it tells me that you're maybe mirroring an addiction, all right? Sorry. All right. So this is why I always kind of wince when we're giving up something, all right? Because there's a cyclical event that happens. It's anticipation, it's binging, and it's a withdrawal. Now, in practical terms, all that means is like if I start taking in more like calories. Let's say it's something where I'm like, oh, I'm trying to bulk up. So I'm going to start eating more food. We've kind of disturbed the natural order of habits, haven't we? And what we might start to take on, and what is my big worry for you guys, even even when it's seemingly benign, like adding in some kind of supplement into your life. If you've seen or heard about these supplements, you know, on that are being advertised, and you start to decide, like, I'm going to go get some of this right here and try it out. I always kind of like listen. Let's let's find other ways to do that other than wholesale buying into one habit changing that might seem good thing. Because what we might end up doing is getting into this cycle where we're overdoing it, and then we burn all the way out. And when we burn all the way out, we usually end up not having solved anything. All right, that's the nature of addiction. Getting into shape. Why do people, like I've had multiple people who are quitting, attempting to quit drinking and have quit smoking and trying to quit drinking, not cold sale, uh, uh, um, wholesale, excuse me, like throw out all their liquor bottles on Monday and, um, you know, swear it off, hand to God, you know what I mean? do that thing although i've had people give up like quit alcohol drinking but i mean 
people who are addicted to drinking and it is a mainstay within their life. I've met people who have been on the path and as a result, they're doing fitness things, multiple body weight and calisthenics classes per week, lots of powerlifting, investigating strength training, not just inside the gym, but on the outside too. These, I met a lady who was so into that most recently. The most recent example of someone who was giving up alcohol is this lady that I trained. She was um, like a very tall, broad woman, right? She had a presence about her. She was loud too. She was really funny, all right? And she actually helped me through some tough times. And I remember this lady was told, she told me straight up, and I think I mentioned this a few times, that shame is a powerful weapon. In fact, I think I had a whole episode about it. She was trying to get off of drinking herself. And what she did, and I noticed as she progressed, was she was actively taking part in strength training inside the gym. And outside the gym as well. She started like seeking the counsel, watching more YouTube videos, surrounding herself with 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 um, cognitive input and information surrounding her strength training so that she can get better at it mentally. And I'll tell you one thing with addiction, kicking addiction, getting over addictive patterns. It isn't it just about giving up the thing alone. It's about replacing whatever habits you're giving up with cognitive messaging right so like think how much thought has to go into being super addicted to any i mean and pick take something that you know that your friends maybe you have are addicted to how much thought goes into it it's so powerful because the hard wiring is actually like replicating thought over and over again that just becomes muscle memory that can be fitness for you, all right? So fitness, in the same way that anticipation, tolerance, and withdrawal are there for addiction, fitness is similar. But instead of binging on your fitness, what we can do and focus on is maintenance. And what is a good thing to kind of focus on when we talk about our maintenance is just maintaining your level of strength. The best thing about it is going to not just be that you can maintain your strength, but it's Knowing that break time, rest time is baked into your maintenance, all right? When I see you guys jumping inside the gym and you're trying to get hyperactive and you have a goal and you have a really aggressive goal and you're working out 10 times a week, I think it's good. I think it's good to jumpstart. I think that – I don't think that there's a science, and I'll do an episode on this, to jumpstarting. Because I think that doing a correct jump start is a great way to apply all the activation energy and intention into getting into shape into one spot. And in one swoop, you're able to jump that hurdle real good, right? You're able to jump that hurdle. You're able to sky that hurdle of whatever the, the, the barrier to entry inside of a habit is. So like it's like you're all jazzed and juiced and geeked up about getting back into shape. Whatever gets you there, even if it's like, yo, I'm just going to do. 10 classes and just be sore fuck for two weeks. I think that that's a great thing. But we want to transfer all of that activation energy. We want to kind of use the activation energy, I should say, into a long-term maintenance process. So where addiction is concerned with 
binging and then withdrawal and then what withdrawal causes anticipation fitness can be that but instead of there being a binge there can be a long-term draw out maintenance if, if if you will all right maintenance if you will maintenance isn't so bad if you're mixing it in with bouts of pushing yourself to the absolute limit Look, you can live for maintenance. I want you to live for maintenance. It's a really good idea. I want you to train for maintenance. I want you to also push yourself as hard as you possibly can and not take, not have to take one full week off, three full days off. If you do that, you eliminate super compensation. You eliminate your body's adjustment period and you start instead to get a little to get too much rest adaptation ceases to happen and that's when you start to really fall off speaking of falling off relapse when you start breaking addiction relapse happens relapse is the most threatening thing ever with addiction inside the gym when you guys are configuring and reconfiguring your eating same shit right same stuff happens but relapse is all right Relapse is supposed to be programmed for inside of a quality fitness regimen. You don't have to take a full week off unless you've been training for like nine months straight, 10 months straight, barely missing any time inside the gym, right? But by and large, what you want to do is you want to make sure that that relapse is not happening. And when we say relapse for our fitness, it means we're crashing two weeks off, three, four more we relapse into our old kind of habits. When we talk about addiction, we talk about uptaking in the old behavior, also super normal. These two things are mirrored for each other, mirrored to each other. The nature of getting into shape and being super fit and the nature of breaking addiction or even actively engaging in it, it's a trip. And so the last thing that I want to talk about is the nature of... You guys adding stuff to your regiment that is over the top a little bit. Okay, so it could be anything. It could be a piece of, and it could be like a piece of equipment that you that you go out and buy maybe with a little bit of, what do you call that? That you like binge pur- purchase or a little impulse of purchasing for your fitness. It could be uh, anything that's enhancing for you, right? I'm not talking about, you know, about the new like, athletic gear that you got on your fit your fit isn't gonna like it's not a performance enhancing fit right this is this is this is not the same thing i'm talking about an add-on i'm talking about an add-on i'm talking about buying right so we're talking maybe like one of you know new equipment there's tons of new equipment that we get that we were not really sure about the core use of what it does for us, but we're out here buying them. You want to do something like this. Maybe we have a new sense of um, urgency that's brought on by supplements, supplement commercials. And, of course, the biggest one of all, the diets, right? We have all the diets in the world that are spurring us to be a little bit more obsessed with what we eat and how we eat it. And that's why, actually, diets fail. Even if you're not an 
addictive personality, which, by the way, is a term that I never really believed in at all. I don't know that there's people with addictive personalities. If they do have that, I think it's mostly genetic. But when we talk about personality, we're not talking about mainly genetics. We're talking about something that is cultural. We're talking about it as colloquial and social, right? And so for me personally, I don't know what, like, literature says, and I don't need to say one thing more than the other. I've met so many of you guys inside the gym. You've all been dope. And when I met a lot of you guys, I see it. There are people who are addicted because they can't help it. And then it's like everybody else. All right. And I don't think you can conflate the two so much. We can just kind of take habits and really like we were talking about, turn them into cycles over and over again. And this is why I think I wince when I see a lot of these predatory kind of commercials that force us to buy stuff and diets Ugh, right this is why i always cringe for you guys here's why because it preys on that part of us that really only wants to be kind of cyclically addicted to the process of losing weight that's why i hate it i hate the fact that losing weight has to be this like intense process and it has to be filled with all of the drama and the ignominious loss when you fail the diet only to then have you search for another one and anticipate more. Let's not forget that you got to be pissed off and lament the fact that you couldn't do it in the first place. I've seen it time and time again for you guys so much. All of the times that we think about all of our diets failing us, right? Or how comes old girl over there can do it without having to work very hard Right, an old boy over here lost, you know, fifty pounds eating graham crackers, and then meanwhile I'm having the hardest time ever doing this thing for me. Well the problem is what's happening is old sis over there, she's actually been convinced that these things are gonna work for us and she's in the process that is mirroring kind of a an addictive process, unfortunately, and God forbid that that person is in a full-blown addict. Because if that's the case, then we're going to see a lot of um, detrimentalness and repercussions to that diet. Sorry. Prick up your ears. Prick up your ears. When you hear about the diets, when the diets are coming, when you hear about the success of another person, take in the full scope of what they're doing. Because if it was just one thing being added, like we talked about before, all right? When it was just one thing being added and to their life, okay? It's probably more of an addictive thing going on, and that is going to relapse. But if you notice that there is a wide swath of change, well, then you're kind of in the throes of forming a good habit, okay? This is a great place inside the gym to form good habits, Okay? If you notice that that's happening with someone else, remember that's not a you problem. Go ahead and help them out. Help them out. And yeah, stay with it inside of your fitness, inside the gym. Because you can form phenomenal habits here. You can form habits that are not addictive and are actually part and parcel of a lot of behavior change. And all that behavior change at the end of the day. It's supposed to fit into your general life, right? And a lot of our diets are directed towards non-addictive people and convincing them to kind of be addictive about it. 
you will wash out if that's the case because so much of this is unsustainable. It is anti-temporal and it is not fucking sustainable at all, right? That is why, for me, I have the biggest problem with those diets. And that is why the gym is a great place to kick addictions. Even, again, even if your gym is temporarily like the mountains behind your your house because you live in the hills, I should say. The rolling hills up the street that you go, you break out, you put on your shoes and you go jogging or running. Even if that jog, right, induces a little bit of hacking cough afterwards. And this is just the reality of it. Still go out and get that done. Even if it's a jog walk, something challenging physically, something that we can build a lot of habits around, something that we can apply a little bit of headiness, right? Cognitive processing behind also, because that helps to reinforce and put our habits into concrete. This is a great place to do that inside the gym. So you can have a you problem be a you solution. All right. So I'm going to stop there. Thanks for joining me. If you like the episode, Apple podcast, I will shout you out if you repost any parts of this that I do post on my IG. Coach CSCS.com for more. All right. Cool. Let me know how it goes. Keep smashing those addictions and forming new habits. All right. Stay up. <laughs>